Welcome to this week's episode of Team Talk. I'm really excited to have with me today one of the most accomplished players uh, in the game's history, uh, SDK, uh, one-time EVO champ and league champ as well of the game. Uh, so currently the reigning champ in terms of just flat-out accomplishments. Really happy to have him on. Hi, SDK. How's it going? What's good? Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure to have you on. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Uh, looking forward to having a fun chat about team building with you. I'm sure you've got plenty of opinions, which I'm happy to get into. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd say that that's uh, a certain thing. However, I think it's going to be kind of interesting because we do have that weird like voice delay because I am West Coast and you are Europe, right? You're Well, not Europe. Yeah. You're UK. I'm UK, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't, it's it's delay based netcode in terms of voice talk still, so no rollback. <laughs> Have to do it all in post. <laughs> um, but yeah, how long you've you've obviously been a veteran of the scene uh, for as long as I can remember. How long have you actually been playing the game? I started playing maybe a month after the game came out, or maybe a couple weeks. Okay. I can't remember at the time, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. So what got you into the game? Uh, you know, I saw like early rumblings of the game, and I thought, wow. This looks really bad. I don't think I'll ever play this game ever. I've never been more wrong about something in my life. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's more than probably 10,000 hours later. Here I am. But I saw Justin Wong was playing it. I saw uh, Shady K was was like part of it. And Clockwork was was um, one of the main developers on it. So I was like, whoa, is this game like actually real? And then turns out the game was godlike. So I started playing it um, and I never turned back since. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Obviously, it's gone very well for you. I'd say so. I'd say so for sure. Yeah. Um, what was your what was your sort of fighting game background before coming into the game? I mean, I was just uh, I was a Marvel player, a Marvel three player. Um, but before that, I mean, I always had a passing like appreciation for fighting games. Like when I was really little, you know, there was always the arcade cabinets at the bowling alley, and I'd play some Marvel two there, and I could do like quarter circle motions and stuff, but. Obviously, like my competitive drive wasn't really there, but I, I mean, I got like a fight stick when I was like 12 when I played some Street Fighter 4. Um, but I didn't really understand or I didn't get really competitive until um, Marvel 3. And then once that kind of died down, not died, but just slightly died down, um, you know, there were other games that I started branching out into, played some MPCI. Um, and then from there, when that, when that fizzled out, I was all over the place. Played pretty much anything and everything after that. Nice. Until you finally settled on Grid? Um, I mean, yeah, I'd say that I settled on Grid, but even then, I'm still playing pretty much any fighting game you oh, can yeah. name, or I have played most... Uh, not everyone, I'm still getting to like a whole bunch of the older ones, but yeah, I've been, I've been playing a ton of fighting games, man. Like, I try to play a new one every... like a few new ones every month or so. Do you reckon that helps uh, just in terms of approaching the game in general as well, having that experience of different systems? Oh, absolutely. Um, especially if I like start competing in something a little bit more. Uh, different games are skewed towards different ranges and different like you know rewards for for different spots you could stay at. So yeah. that, those always carry over, and you know resource management is always like pretty huge too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, surprisingly, I'd say card games actually probably gave me the best kind of outlook on how to how to look at competitive stuff. And oh, like, really? Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's when I really started to figure out how to start playing to win. You know? Yeah. 
that sort of classic series of what is in MTG articles. Yeah, they. Uh, had a big, I mean, big impact. If you want to like just figure out how to compete and how to you know deal with the opponent stuff and how to optimize your chances at winning, then there, you can't really go better than those uh those old MTG articles. Like who's the beatdown is phenomenal. Um, even like old chess strategies. If you listen to the way people talk about chess meta right now, it just it applies almost directly if you just change a couple words around. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to grid for the time being. So, what's your current team? What's the setup looking like at the moment? Uh, probably still uh, Gia, Chun, Gem. That would probably yeah. be my main. Too. I just put the most hours into it, and I just have the most training with it, I'd say. Yeah, it is, yeah it's a team you're pretty well known for at this point, I'd say. I'd say so as well. Yeah. So what was, the, what was the process of settling on that team? Where did, where did you? Well, obviously you've you've played probably more teams than most people in the game. So what was your sort of process on eventually settling into that team? Um, it's a team that complements my strengths a lot, and I think it's like one of the best teams at you know playing battle for the grid. Uh, so I I think that the game is only like a few different phases it's got you know your opening gambit which gia handles she's one of the few characters who has one of the strong opening gambits um and then i've got a damage engine in chun li who i believe also is kind of cracked out in other areas too yeah. so she's just kind of like a swiss army knife and then i've got a uh, jen as my primary zord user and one of the best assists as well yeah i, I had also been playing like rj and stuff beforehand but just basically any damage engine can slot into the, the second slot. And I've just been playing Gia Gen uh, for the longest time because one, it seemed like they were the most stable. Like it didn't seem like they were gonna get touched by any kind of patches for a long time. And yeah. two, they were also just pretty strong. Definitely, I definitely remember there was a turning point when you were playing when you switched to maining, I think Gen. Uh, and I can't remember exactly when it was, but I think it was a point when you dropped, you were playing Trey for a bit. And you drop there was a point when you eventually started dropping train, adding Gen in, and the results started coming in a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, I was consistently actually prior to that. So obviously, Trey was like pretty yeah. good at some point, and I was winning. Uh, I won Evo with Trey, for instance. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, in online tournaments, I started kind of falling behind. You know, and I started to get those second places and stuff. So I switched from, uh, well, I I just switched to to Gen. Basically, because I realized, man, Trey's kind of terrible. Jen's kind of good. It's a good, it's a good, good strategy to do. Uh, note to any Trinity players out there: this is good strategy. Yeah, I think so as well. Get your best bang for your buck, man. Don't waste your effort. Don't don't fight your own team. <laughs> I don't understand why so many people are obsessed with overcoming the weaknesses of their own team as opposed to fighting their opponent the best that they can. Yeah, I guess some people have that sort of idea about. The characters in a game they want to mess with them and they just sort of get attached but definitely if you're playing to win there's a lot to be said for actually just making it as easy for yourself as possible yeah i mean it, is, it isn't even really just like playing to win because that's like kind of a misnomer it's like you yeah. don't just have the you know the best time whenever you're trying to win like in quotes yeah. it's just you prioritize the interactions of you and your opponent above you and like your own team for instance yeah so you're saying you, you, you were saying with um, you've obviously got very specific roles assigned to each of your team. You've got the round start, damage engine, um, uh, what the round start, 
damage engine and Zord user. Um, uh, how does that sort of generally manifest uh, in a game plan? I remember you saying recently you, you ideally like want to win neutral and then not have to win it again recently. Yeah, that's true. Um, the game plan is, well, obviously, you just have a whole bunch of different game plans, right? So if yeah. uh, ideally I'm just going to win the opening gambit and then nobody has any chance to play anything and then I just run my mix-ups and then I win. Um, but when people start having a better idea of how to counter those, then, um, then is when I think it kind of gets a little bit interesting. So at the round start, I've got the Gia. Um, for those who don't know, um, Gia, Eric, and Zed are like the three meta round start characters because they've got a 10 frame move that reaches the other opponent. Um, and it's unique to those three characters. So you, you have to design your characters around those three. So Adam has been a breakout star in this in this uh, regard because he actually kind of counters them. He can like either backdash or he can just go over them. So now he's part of like the meta as well too. And you can see some shun every now and then. But anyhow, so I've got the gen, the, I've got the Gia, and then I do the round start opening, and then it rotates to Chun. So then, um, if they block, if they've also answered my Gia correctly, then they also rotate to their second character, and then I try to play a little bit of neutral gear, um, because ideally, the the way that I set up my round starts is that the answers to those are always to back off or to to play some kind of defensive role. So if if you know the handshake in quotes then then you let me play a little bit of neutral and i got some chun and gen to to help me out with that and if i can successfully play neutral for a little bit then the gen missiles get to come down because uh you know they they're not in my face so they can't really answer the gen very well um and then if all of that goes wrong and then it's gen on point then I just kind of have to stall, maybe find fish for a hit or something like that until my assists come back up. And then I just kind of run uh, run neutral until mid-game approaches. And then once mid-game approaches, uh, that's that's when like some character dies or something, or some character, yeah, or uh, the opening gambit is over. Um, then I'm probably going to try to rotate back into Chun as soon as I can. And then I'm going to try to poke you with assists and I'm going to play neutral until I get you to block something and then I'm going to force an unblockable on you or I'm going to try my best to force an unblockable on you yeah. and then run those mix-ups that I was talking about earlier and if everything goes wrong then I'm playing Zord and I'm going to try to do some Zord unblockables nice that's pretty much the whole game plan I'd say yeah that's fair it's good solid and succinct succinct um, it's kind of what you want um, so do you think obviously you put I, I say you put more time than most people in grid just thinking about like how does the entire game plan work what's, what's your what do you think the ben obviously the benefits of like really mapping out that game plan are well again you know everything's a resource including brain space so you don't have to I remember when I was little like and we would do multiplication and stuff Every time we would have to like multiply something, I would like add up the numbers every time in my head. And I feel like that's kind of what people are doing now. Instead of just having everything, certain things memorized that you know are going to happen. Yeah. They have to work out. They got to do the math every single time and it slows them down. And then they get too confused or too brain fried to deal with 
any of the novel situations that pop up. So it just, uh, you know, allocates brain space for weird situations and lets, lets me like solve other things a lot quicker than I think a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And then also you'll find that some of those answers answer a lot of different other situations. So you don't even have to think a lot of the time. You just, you know, copy and paste whatever you said last time, you know? Yeah. There's definite value to that. Just saving up the brain space that you need. Because especially in sort of longer sets or in, in, if you're in a tournament or anything, for example, you're going you're gonna to get more worn down as it goes on and being able just to save, save that up. Did you know that like the working memory, like the average working memory in a person is only around like seven plus or minus two things? I did not know that. Yeah, so in any given time, you can only like have seven things in your short-term memory. So you better make it count. Like the more things that you can store in your long-term memory, the better. That's how I view it. Yeah. So in the process of building, so so you, you so you kind of built up to sort of um, obviously you've been playing GeoGen for a while and added Chun into the mix. Um, how 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 did you sort of approach finding kind of synergies? Did you come across any uh, interesting ones as you kind of uh, went into matches and just learned as you played, or did you kind of learn some interesting ones through laughing and what have you? Yeah, it's pretty much all through labbing, but it all comes from um, just the idea of neutral mix-ups and damage being like the only three things that kind of matter in fighting games, you know? Okay. So if if my character's in neutral, how can I get to mix-ups? If my character's in mix-ups, how can I get to that combo stage? And then when I'm in the combo stage, how can I damage you enough to kill? And you know, it just, it really eliminates a whole bunch of the other options to look for, so it just makes the synergies pop out instantly, you know? No, definitely. Um, but in terms of, like, were you asking about other synergies that I discovered? Yeah, so do you, like, just, like, do you have, like, any examples of the synergies you came up with, uh, like, or, or found out with your team specifically, as, as you sort of built it? Because obviously people find different things as they build their teams, and it's good to have those sort of examples there. Just yeah. how things can sound of kind of work together with your team building yeah i think gia is the character you kind of have to start with because she's kind of picky about things so 5s unblockable is really important but in order to get the 5s unblockable you need one a character who can otg off of the the wall bounce situation and two some way to fill the gap between the first hit and the second s uh, and, the, and the second hit of the the 5s and uh chun has a really good thing because she has her slide right her slide naturally negates push block so you can dash 2l and then 2m um and the 2m will naturally counter any kind of push block and you get the the unblockable almost frame perfect every time have ah, fun so it's a situation in which you need to kind of like have an instant zord counter reaction if you have that situation uh it yeah if you can even react because i try to make it so that it's really hard to zord cancel or if I was good at the game, I could... Um, the only place where you can really sword cancel conveniently is off of the low 2L from Chun, right? Because the yeah. other ones are lows. You can't you can't hold forward or you can't, you know, go go easily into those. Yeah. So I'd be able... I am still able to Kara throw you out of those uh, Zord counters even if you were to do it in theory, but I'm not... Like, in theory, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Everyone's got places to go. Yep, yep. That's one of my main weaknesses for sure. Sure. Yes, I mean that. That's like mainly the thing about my synergies. 
and whatnot is that they all kind of it's all kind of ways to lead into unblockables or from the unblockables yeah. how they lead to damage and stuff um so with jen i i find that Gia and Chun are both pretty amazing to support my instant overhead habits. You know, I can just run into yeah. you, call my assist, and instant overhead. And you can't actually do that with a lot of assists, surprisingly, because it, yeah. it leaves them too awkward to confirm a lot of the time. Or, um, you know, you can't just call the assist and do it, but these characters can do that. So I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, pretty that's pretty helpful. That. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I find, I find a lot of time just having easy pickups of assists does actually matter quite a lot more than you think. Uh, it's one of the main things I look for, I think. Yeah, because obviously I play Daishi a decent amount. Right. Which is, yeah. And Daishi, Daishi assist is like something like you have to be like very ready to combo off of. Yeah. Because it has like an instant wall bounce, so it can either go one side or the other. So it's one of those things that can just be a bit of effort depending on what characters you have. And they don't stay on the ground for that long afterward, too, for an OTG no. pickup. No, not at all. Yeah, so a lot of the time you get a successful Daishi call and you get no reward for it, basically. Yeah. You just back to where you started. Yeah, exactly. So just having something where just like kind of like Jiro Chun keeping you in place. Yep, and they're going to be pretty much the same place every time. And yeah. I can just confirm. It's kind of one of those things that they just kind of like assist where you can kind of just remove a lot of like variables. Yeah. Which is just nice. Yeah, oh, the other thing was, the, you know, Gia and Jen, obviously. They're, like, the main synergistic duo. So I was, okay. talk, I was talking about, like, you do a jab reset and then you do 2L. So you can't, so it's very hard for them to Zord counter for it. And then you tag into Jen, and the way that she fills the gap is with three lows. She does 2L <laughs> and then 2M, and then all of that is low. So it's, it's really hard to, like adjust your stick to get the the zord counter out so most of the time i don't even have to to even worry about the zord counter in that situation yeah. oh, that's pretty great yeah i think those are the main kind of synergies yeah. that other people don't have yeah and yeah it's interesting watching people pick up those sort of neutral and blockable situations because obviously i play um Grimbacore a lot and he's getting very he's another player who's getting very scary of just putting you in situations where you're just forced to neutral unblock well the thing thing about neutral unblocks is neutral was over neutral was yeah. over the second you were in that range to get neutral unblock. yeah, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah like congrats you lost neutral it just so happens that gia's advantage range is pretty big a, yeah. a little bit bigger than most yeah exactly but yeah speaking of all these um very strengths from what have you is all very good but do you think like obviously um Chun, Jia, Jen is a ridiculously good team. It's just like three of the best characters in Grid, uh, like synergizing incredibly well. But do you think the team has any sort of obvious weak spots that could be worked on, or that you need to kind of be aware of? There's definitely uh, quite a few weak spots. Obviously, yeah. Jen, uh, her damage, uh, well, actually, Jia, I should start with Jia. Her damage is like never gonna kill, really. Yeah. So I ha always have to go for some kind of reset with her. And if I don't have any assists, then I don't even get unblockable resets. So I have to have like some part of my brain always ready to go for like the, you know, same yeah. side, cross up, high, low, that kind of thing. Um, the other part of it is that Chun. So everyone talks about Chun being like, you know, a God tier character or whatever. Yeah. But 
I, I think she's quite bad at keeping her advantage state after she gets something. Because, okay, like you block a slide, you push block her out, and then you're back to neutral, right? You, you don't really... It's not like you're blocking Jen, where you block something from Jen, and then you have to block like 5 million layers of mix-ups afterward. It, with, with Chun, you push her out, and you're probably back to neutral. So I, I always have to be ready to um, like either have fireballs beforehand to, to control a possible scramble that can happen afterward, or um, I always have to be ready to like reset back to a really stable neutral situation with her. And with Jen, obviously she can't kill anybody who like wants to jump. So that's that's the main thing because you know I, I have to hit the plink finite uh, on only grounded characters. So once people start to learn that you can jump out of her plink pressure. Uh, then, then it'll be a little bit more interesting, I think. Yeah, I feel like a lot of like a lot of weaknesses and great a lot of a lot of them don't become immediately apparent because there's a lot of situations that people just haven't mapped. Yeah, a lot of that, like a lot of the tip of the counterplay, I have really only just like talked about, and people aren't really there yet. You know, because people still get hit with my round start with Gia, for instance. I mean, sometimes I just guess right, but a lot of the time people yeah. just completely play it wrong, and yeah. I just win. Just right into it. Exactly, or you know they they're not tagging correctly. So that that's one of the most clear examples of that. But in general, people just you know we're we're not to the point where I'm I'm using all everything in my bag yet. So the weaknesses aren't really apparent. Fighting words for the future, people figure out SDK so you can stop pulling out the fun stuff. I'm saying man, I I just want to play grid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to play other people who also want to play Grid and who aren't trying to force Grid into something else that they want to play. You know, <laughs> fair enough. But yeah, it definitely seems, it feels like you've got the team very figured out and you've got lots of stuff stored for it. Um, but do you have any plans uh, for the future? Do you have any characters you're experimenting with? I mean, you know, I'm honestly, I said that I basically don't have a main team usually i i will say that i play gia chun jen it for like tournaments but with the league being over and stuff i don't really find much of any motivation to play at uh that kind of level you know yeah. so i'm just playing mostly random to be honest well i guess right now i'm playing rita but random select is probably like my favorite team in the game yeah <laughs> Um, I've definitely noticed on stream you like uh, I've always enjoyed you kind of picking the character and then uh, kind of figuring out how they would work in that position from that. Yeah, man, there's only really three roles: neutral, mix, yeah. and damage. So that's pretty. You know, it, uh, things fall into place when the characters have the tools. Yeah. Sometimes you get a character like Trini, so that's why I wrote my randomizer to exclude any characters that I think are really bad. <laughs> Fair enough. Some characters just don't have any kind of redeeming qualities. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> well, well I, I'm always curious, like, what do you think about Daishi? You know, like, what what, what draws you towards him? What, what do you think his his role on the team actually is? I think, I think I've always, like, what I've really appreciated, like, I think it's partly because I, of how I play Zed that I really enjoy Daishi. Um, because on, on the one hand, I've found I really enjoy a forward moving assist. 
Um, obviously, there's Goldar on like Goldar and Trey and Daishi and Jason and Love, like the, the kind of premier sort of like forward move, like and Adam and Dog as well, I guess. So on one hand, I really enjoy forward moving assist because I like setting up something and then kind of instantly being able to put pressure on, which a forward moving assist um, helps with. Yeah, does. And the other thing, uh, the other thing I've really enjoyed, like that I've always enjoyed with Dai, is just like he's to me he feels very fluid because he seems he has some really nice tag outs. Yeah. So he he's he's always fit very well into my team. Like when I've got the, the rotation going in my team, I can kind of like establish kind of really nice tagging tagging rhythm with Daishi. Where yeah. I kind of can constantly kind of keep a forward pressure. Like I, I very much I'm very much aware of Dai's weaknesses. Um Um But I've always just been interested in trying to optimize the character and figuring him out. Um so it's always always been like a bit of a puzzle to me figure out. But yeah, Dai Dai has like and I think so yeah, dice, dice. Most of dice strengths, I, like real strengths, I think, come from not keeping the character in and tagging him out. Right. Which is a weird one, but I think I think he like it's a bit unexplored. But I think he does have some really strong just tag out options. I think something like five L on block into six S tag out is really strong. Yeah, yeah, I'd but say. It's, well, honestly, it's, that's again, almost like an assist extension if you look at it. Yeah. You know, so that's more into damage and stuff. I remember when I was trying to tier him and I was trying to put him into a role, I put him in neutral because I think his 5S tag out is quite good. Yeah, I think it's really nice. Yeah. You, you need set up, You need room to set it up a bit, but it's it's, it's good. Yeah. But where, where would you categorize him? Like, you know, is he doing the max I, neutral? damage i i i think i think the the, 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 the perennial problem with daishi is that he's just ultimately too like in neutral he's too reactive with no tools to force anything from the opponent like he's got nothing that like actively forces a decision like right. if he's just in neutral he, he just he just kind of sit there and throw out an orb and like slowly advance and then he has it's 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 a problem with him having like very poor like quick mix up options. He can't like very quickly have success, so he can't use that for a close mix up or anything. So when he approach, he, he he has the problem of like being a, none of his approach options are safe. So he has to approach linearly. He can't force he can't force a reaction from the opponent. So he has to approach without any backup really, um, or any sort of mix. And when he approaches, it's strike throw, and that's basically it. Yeah. Although so it's, it's, it, this, that, this that's the. Yeah, well, I, I I wanted to hear what you were going to say. No, it's, it's, it's just my, my conclusion of that is it's basically just a problem of where he's kind of in a place where because his approach options are so... It's, it's something I've been thinking about a bit about characters like Trey and Daishi is they've got, and, and Jason as well a little bit actually, their approach options yeah. are limited so their approach options are limited so they, so they have to like so, uh, so their approach options are limited so they have to approach linearly, and when they and even when they approach linearly, they don't really get an option to mix up. It's right. the thing. They're, they're like up close pressure isn't. It doesn't compensate for their struggle uh, approaching essentially. Right. I know you're talking about him potentially being a damage engine, though. Like, does that have have you uh, ever gotten him to fill that role? Like, are you are you consistent in in like if you could tag the Daishi even outside of Orb Infinite, even could you kill? Hmm. <laughs> It depend depends on like the damage on, on who you're running, but I think potentially yes. I've not like again that's something I've not like explored as much as I'd have liked to. I think it's there um, because he has that. He uses up a lot of like he depending on the characters you're running, he uses up a lot of st in his ideal like uh, like damage combos. He uses he uses up like a lot of um, 
states that you don't usually use so like if you have a launcher and a reverse launcher left after uh, when you tag into him you can just freestand and do his like normal lander which builds like a full it builds a full, basically a full bar of meter for him that's pretty good um, just off the restand and that's yeah so I think and that is, that's not even including his infinite so I think I think potentially he's got like pretty good uh, damage engine value and I don't think his ender is particularly hard either but it's it's just again it's, it's, it's yeah it's just a little weird because he the, the weird thing with like tagging into die is he's got you have to like really be on the ball getting an OTG pickup with him because there's only OT, a real OTG option to slide or successile, which you need to like quickly go into. So it's not like Eric where you can just something like Eric where you can just like immediately OTG. You have to go tag in and then slide. So you have to be like pretty like on the ball with it. I find. Yeah. So you either that or you just have to like tag out like LMH tag Daishi. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's that's. I mean, it seems he's a really picky team builder person, but. I, I, I think he is, yeah. Um, in an Which ideal like, world, like where you've optimized everything, where do you think he's... Like, what do you think his main crazy strengths are? Like, you were talking about tagging out, but I was thinking, you know, what, what else besides the unblock does he have on tag out? Uh, on t um, I think 5S is, is one of the strong ones, because obviously you get that sort of like, you, you either force a block or a jump. Hmm. Um, if you can get it going, which can be really strong, I think that's probably one of the main ones. Um, depending, like, depending on if you've got a character that needs to set something up, orb can be decent as just like, if you can get orb out and then tag into an assist and set up some like zoning. Like, it can be quite nice just to set up a bit of screen control. But it's yeah, I think the main one is like uh, like threatening like unblocks with like tag out lows more than anything. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I, I guess I don't see Walkling all that much because he's just kind of a sitting duck up there. Walkling, yeah, Walkling, you need to do it with an assist, right. otherwise you're just dead. Walkling is funny because it lets you do glitch glitches with die, but yeah, do you, do you find those to be? Do you think that they'll be practical? Those glitches? It again, it's it's pretty situational. It's like very assist dependent. You need to write assist for it, but. Um, like some, like I've seen Toastman do them quite a lot actually. So Toastman, when Toastman played Die Laura, and I saw him do Call Laura and assist, dash forward and die, and then Walkling to shunt the assist forward yeah, to like instantly get range. Um, so I've seen Toastman do it a little bit. Um, so like it depends on like what level of glitch you want to go for. I think like just basic like assist like pulling is pretty decent, just in terms of like like playing with like your assist options as die um and then like going full on like teleporting the opponent is funny but if they're if they like catch on to it it's more of a meme than anything that's tough we, just need to block the overhead yeah um but actually actually it's not that bad because you can you can actually pull the assist behind them and then instantly tag to the assist that's quite good that's uh so it's quite good yeah so it's, it depends on what level you want to go with it. So like I think I think like something like Die Sentry is really good at that because you can just call Sentry Sys switch. Yeah, I know you were playing Sentry for a while. Are you, are you still playing? I'm, I'm still I'm still on Sentry. I've, yeah. I've really kind of fallen in love with the character. To be honest, I think he's a real fun. 
Yeah, the, these dash buffs too. I mean, they I mean, yeah, helping out your team quite a bit. Definitely, definitely. Because yeah, Daichi's um, strike throw wasn't even real. Now at least it really wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little better now. I think the other like random thing I enjoy about Dai is that he has like a uh, like his his snap is just this universal like you have to push block this button. Yeah, it's a way Which at I least for him to disengage. You know. Yeah. Not a lot of characters yeah. can do that. Like once they're really in their chain or whatever, usually you just have to yeah. commit to something. But he can he can go commit to snap and then back off. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. But if they don't push block, you just grab because that's like they have to take that. Yep. True. Because it is plus seven block, which is the exact startup of grab. That is pretty good. Which is kind of funny. But early push block though, you would be able to, you know, mitigate that yeah. situation. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then you. But get that's that's of. <laughs> yeah, that's another reason why I enjoyed the um, like 5L 6S tag out, because it's basically push block immune as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, I like that, I like that. So that's, that's one of the strengths, I think. But yeah, I, I do, I do, like, I, I think he's like generally a struggle character, obviously. Like, there's, like, he's got a lot of issues, but he's a cool character at the same time. I mean, you were talking about plans and stuff. Daishi was one of the characters where I was like really trying to figure out. I'm really trying to figure out like what is he, what, what am I missing with him? You know, I I know that you were doing the the crumple, the jab, flip out, unblockable. That one, I still can't even do those by the way. But that that does kind of shoot him up a little bit. I, I, yeah, I think I don't think they're that hard to do. You just need to like get the crumple in the corner, and that's it. Uh, that's why. Yeah, like doing it mid-screen is, isn't isn't going to really do it because it doesn't really do it because like, I think the, the six axis is just a bit weird. And but if you get the, get them in the corner, which Dai does for free, it's, right. it's corner carry. It's corner carry is so easy. Right. Even if you don't do stumps, um, it's super easy. You just do like you just do launcher into orb dash back five S L, and that should keep five S L five S, and that keeps them in the corner for crumple, and you just. Tag to do success, tagging to assist and jab reset into an overhead. That's quite good. I didn't even know yeah. about that setup. So yeah, it's a really simple. It's a really simple uh, setup. I find it's even more free if you got two launches because then you can just like don't need to worry about the dash back. I gotta try that one out then. But yeah, um, but yeah. I think we've gotten to a good point. Do you have? Uh, do you reckon you have anything else to add about uh, team building or anything you think that we missed or that you'd like to talk about a bit more? Um, really just building around the concept of neutral mix and damage yeah. and just having everybody like fill at least one of those roles and i really stress at least because ideally yeah. they should be filling more than than just one or two yeah. and you know ideally even your characters might even excel in all three categories you know yeah but you know other than filling those roles I, I think it's just about you know playing to your style and building towards what your style is, um, and I think if you if you can satisfy those two conditions, you're gonna have a pretty good time. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, where can people find you if they're looking for you online? You can find me at skills that kills six. Uh, skills that kills. That's SDK. That's where that's from. On Twitter, um, you can also see me at the same uh, tag on Twitch. So that's also Twitch.tv/skillsthatkills. Um, I've been kind of on a hiatus, but someday I'll be back. Uh, and 
as long as there's not really competition going on, I'm probably going to try to focus on being a content creator going forward uh, for this game. So look out for my YouTube as well. That's just skills that kills, I believe. Yep. Yeah. Great. Looking forward to more content from you. Yeah, thanks. Oh, also, if this goes out before the URC Awards, definitely vote for my plate. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Evening Plate. There you go. Vote for, vote for SDK. That's what I'm saying. Don't worry about player of the year, just Thanksgiving plate. Who cares about player of the year, dude? I can win plate of the year with cheese on an apple pie. That wasn't even mine. It was off of Google Images. Let's promote the cheating. It wasn't even my plate, man. Promote I mean, the cheese and apple. Che cheese and apple pie is actually kind of goated. So. Oh my god, you're the first person I've ever heard actually say that. Oh, it's so nice. Whoa. Like I'm, Whoa. I'm. I'm, I'm... Like, I'm down for a bit of cheese with apple pie. Okay, hold on. So this is a revelation to me. I always read it as something in the southern US that people did that. I, I it's, a, it's, a, it's a northern UK thing, I think. I a northern UK? It. You're eating cheese on pie? Yeah. Man, I need to see the pics. I don't believe it. <laughs> when, when I next have apple pie, I'll, I'll send you a pic. Yes. Also, I'm reachable on Discord, obviously. So be in the Discord uh tune in for technically footsies proving that cheese on pie is real and well, yeah that's pretty much where i am bro and well thanks so much for coming on and sharing your thoughts uh with us thanks so much for having me again it has been a pleasure and for everyone listening uh it's probably the last one of the year given that it's approaching 2020 very quickly. Um, looking forward to seeing what we get up to in the new year in terms of what Grid has coming and in terms of what we got with uh, Team Talk. So keep your eyes tuned, eyes tuned, ears tuned uh, for what's to come. And we'll see you in the new year. Take care, everyone.